Porrick Lodge is back with another look at what it says in your morning papers. Today is one of those days that when you scan the newspaper shelves in the shop, you realise that the print editions of the papers have been overtaken by overnight developments. With the resignation of Shuni Rahali as chair of the RTE board being announced just before one o'clock in the morning, it came too late to feature on any front pages. The Irish Times, Irish Independent and Irish Daily Mail include details of Minister Catherine Martin's interview on primetime last night on their front pages. Fresh crisis in RTE as chair of board in firing line is the headline in the mail. In the Times, Jack Horgan-Jones and Jack Power report that there was shock at cabinet level late yesterday evening with sources of the belief that it will be difficult for Miss Nirahali to continue in her position. In an online piece, Power profiles the departing chair, noting that her term with the broadcaster lasted just 14 months as she became another casualty of a controversy that has dogged RTE for more than six months. On the Irish Independent website, Fanon Sheehan writes that RTE has been plunged into another major crisis. While the Independent's editorial wonders how we arrived at a situation where it becomes a competition between protecting the confidentiality rights of highly paid executives or the rights of taxpayers who pick up the tab to know how their money is being spent. It concludes that if trust is to be rebuilt in RTE, it must begin with transparency. Analysing the FAI's appearance before the Public Accounts Committee, Mark McCadden in the Irish Daily Mirror says the FAI was going to use yesterday's visit to Leinster House to push for a slice of the lucrative betting tax, but that plan fell at the first fence. So too did any chance that yesterday's appearance would shine a positive light on the association. According to the headline in the Irish Sun, the FAI were redacting the maggot. We read in The Herd that petrol and diesel prices are going up again after four months of falling. A key reason, we're told, is that crude oil costs are rising due to instability in oil-producing regions. There are some standout photographs in the Irish Examiner. GAA stars David Clifford and Louise Niwara-Hertwig are captured with a number of inflatable ducks as they launched Killarney's Big Duck Dash, while Dan Lenehan's photo shows staff on a cherry picker inspecting the upper stories of the RNH complex at Kennedy Key in Cork. The well-known landmark will soon be demolished to make way for apartments and offices. Ongoing efforts to address the problems at Loch Ney are highlighted in the Irish news. Toxic blue algae bloom appeared across swathes of the loch during the summer, with agricultural runoff and sand dredging being blamed. The Belfast Telegraph covers the unveiling of a headstone in County Antrim for a retired serviceman who died 16 months ago with no known family. The Telegraph also has a two-page spread on gardener Archie Park. After 50 unbroken years of service at the Botanic Gardens in Belfast, he's retiring, or as the headline puts it, throwing in the trowel. It's unusual for a photograph of a Christmas tree to appear at this time of year, but there's one today on the front of the Independent. A woman who claimed to have suffered disabling injuries in a car crash had her claim for €760,000 on compensation dismissed after it emerged that she'd won a Christmas tree throwing competition in Ennis two days before she told a doctor that she couldn't lift a bag of groceries and struggled to get out of bed. Finally, while Sandra Mallon's column in the Irish Daily Star praises presenter Catherine Thomas for her red velvet maxi dress on this week's Operation Transformation, she informs us that the RTE viewing figures were 40,000 down on last year. Porrick, thank you for that.